Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Romans chapter 12 verse 15. Romans chapter number 12 verse 15 says, Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Say it's a powerful scripture. Praise the Lord. We are going to consider ways to encourage interaction between church members. We want the kingdom of God to have the numbers that it's supposed to have through us. And the way God wants it to be done is to use the church as the field to gather his souls together. So as people enter into the church and the church grows, the kingdom of God also grows in numbers. So interaction between church members is one of the most important keys to church growth. And God does not want only the pastor to be interacting with the church members. He wants the church members also to be interacting with one another. Praise the Lord. So it's very important that as church members we interact with one another from time to time when that happens it brings church growth simply put people don't leave the kingdom or the church when their roots are deep in the soils of the church when they have friends they have relations they are people who love them and they love they don't leave they don't backslide even in their challenges, they stick together. Praise the Lord. And we learned that there are steps to encourage interaction between church members. Number one, I said, we encourage the congregation to speak one to another in the service. So in a service like this, we'll be speaking to one another. And I can make you, sometimes I ask you to talk to somebody, say something to somebody. You ask the name of somebody, what they do, where they stay. And all of that. Somebody, sometimes it can be as jokingly as asking somebody or telling somebody, I want to come home with you today for lunch. Hey. Yeah. Because in the New Testament church in Acts chapter 2, verse 45, they broke bread from house to house. Praise the Lord. From house to house, they broke bread. They broke bread. And they're continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to what? Is it not in the Bible? Yeah, so can, I, can, can, can you come to my house for a lunch today? When I was in my teens, where I grew up from, you know, the real food is a carbohydrate. So we eat the carbo before we even attend to the protein. Because in our mind, fill your stomach first. Safety first. (laughs) 
So I used to I used to insult people that ah, can people go to a restaurant and all they are eating is leaves? Are they goats? What is that? That is no food at all. Cabbage, lettuce, all those things. What is of them? When I grew small, I saw that hey, the real food is somewhere. So those of us who Gary Sokins was our favorite food. Gary and sugar in water without milk, raw purple. When you invite us to your house more, because some of us, uh, we have not sat around the dining table before. So if you, you are kind enough to invite us to your house and we see how a dining table is set and how people use fork and knife. Fork and knife. Oh, to eat. Hey. When I've been eating in Iowa all my life. Is it wrong that you invite me to your house to break bread the way you have been breaking it from the palace? At least. At least. I said that when I came to church, you know, I learned how to use fork and knife in church. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. Moi. My house, this is the fucking knife. In the midst of strong guys, you can't be joking with fucking knife. The food will be gone. <laughs> so we have insulation for this hand. It doesn't matter the temperature of the food, how hot it is, it can handle it. It can handle it. The survivor of the fittest. Wow. Sometimes I even ask people to ask each other, are you married? Hey. Again, we said we organize church camps and social events to make church, church members interact with each other. So sometimes we go for a beach party, we will do some football shows outside. We'll do some Suya night, Valentine's night, singles night. All these things are social events just to interact. So don't call us canal. You know, like today the church is looking very social now in our, in our repping our team and all of that. Some people have a problem with it. So that we go for camps, women's camp, men's camp, youth camp, teens camp, singles camp, church workers camp. Wow. Ashes camp. Singers camp. Yeah, prayer retreats. They are all part of the bonding together. Number three here for this service. For us to encourage interactions between church members. I read the scripture in Romans chapter 12 verse 15. I want church members to be encouraged to support each other in times of celebration and mourning. Church members should support each other in times of what? Celebrations and mourning. He said rejoice with them that do rejoice 
and weep with them that weep. So, church members must know that it is their duty to participate in the events of others. You must realize that people will do what you tell them to do. And they will believe what you say to them to do. So if you're a leader here, you just have to understand that. If you tell people, this is how we do it, this is how we do it, they will do it. If you don't tell them, they won't do it. If you tell your friend, look, this sister is having a wedding. We need to go support her. Even before the wedding day, people need support. When there is a birthday, somebody's child um, dedication, somebody is going for a graduation. You know, when you come from a house where people have got degrees, masters, PhDs, you may trivialize somebody's graduation ceremony. Because it's like paper there. In your house, it's like paper. But if you take somebody like me, I was the first person to have a degree in my house. My graduation is not like your own. <laughs> Do you understand? I have broken the barrenness. It calls for a major celebration. We should bring Phantom from a, a, a dance troupe. To be playing behind me whilst I'm going, whether I had third class, Fifth class, seventh class, it doesn't matter. The very fact that I started and I finished. The whole church you gather around me. But you say, oh, my first degree is to you to or maybe diploma, so you are going to graduate and you are making a big fuss about it. Well, what do you mean by big fuss? In my family, you know, even to have certificate. You don't have. So if somebody, if I have attained a diploma, it's a big deal. Don't trivialize it because your family, you know, they have PhD and there are professors and blah, blah, blah. So it's like when you have master's grad, they're asking you, when are you going to school? <laughs> In my family, master's grad, yeah, they will give me a chieftaincy title. <laughs> so when it's time for the, my graduation, you need to show up. You need to what? Appear. Celebrate with people and mourn with people. Most the Bible says it's better to attend a funeral than to go for a party. Why? Because when people are mourning, they can die with the dead. People die whilst they lose people. And physically they may be alive, but emotionally they are gone. Because they didn't have a support system. So when you come around people, it gives them hope. Helps them to live through their pain, goes, go through the grieving process, and they feel like, look, life has not come to an end. Because other people around them are telling them, take the gin. If you can't sleep, take the brandy, take the vodka, take the this. You are telling them, the God of all comfort will comfort you. He said, I can't sleep. He said, the Holy Spirit will help you. Let's pray. And all of that. Once you are around those people, you become a pillar of support. And people will feel like I belong to a family. Praise the Lord. But when people are mourning and we leave them, it doesn't matter how far they are villages, we must show up. Because they come from there. And if they come from there and Christ loves them, we must love their village. Jesus came from Nazareth. Where he came from, in Bible, they don't reckon it. 
They even asked, can something good come out of Nazareth? It looks to me like that place, only witches come from there. In some way, somehow, God brought the Savior from a place that produces witches. So when he has a funeral, we have to go there for them to know that at least not only witches have been produced from this village. That an anointed servant has been produced and that person has a family called the church. Some people in the church, it doesn't matter whoever is having what, they don't care. You must begin to care. Praise the Lord. You must begin to what? Care. It's a way of encouraging interactions. And when we do that, people don't know you love them by what you say. People accept your love for them by what you do. Yes, by what you do. I have taken some travels, decisions, just to express my fidelity, my love to some people that I feel are partners with me in ministry and all of that. Last week, I was in a funeral in um, Lagos. The, the people, they were not expecting me. By the time they knew I was there, in the church, when the lady, the service of night, the lady and the family saw me, so, oh, they were blushing. <laughs> You came. And some other people have not seen me for like a year or more. They said, wow. One man told them, he said, Pastor Francis is unpredictable, but let's leave it open. At least it's on the mind of people that you don't shy away from their difficult times. So you celebrate with people when they are celebrating and it's easier to party with people. Very difficult to mourn with people when they are mourn. People lose things. I'm telling you. People lose children, lose marriage, lose jobs. People just, loss is part of the process of life. The Bible says when one door is shut, another door, that means that a door will be shut. Sometimes. So when people, their doors shut, we shouldn't shut them out. It's like when you are fine, you know, prosperity has a lot of friends. Poverty is an orphan. But in the church, it must not be so. We must love the poor. We must love the rich. We must be around the poor. We must be around the rich. We must be around the people who have nothing to offer us. And around people who have everything to offer us. Because Christ has bought everyone with the same price. Tell somebody, this is my father's house. There is a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, yes, I, I, I'm a child of God. Tell them, stick with me. I don't trivialize people's issues. We have to be there. Tell somebody from, from today, be there for somebody. Pastor cannot be there all the time because I'm just one person. But you can be there for God. You can be there for me. Some people leave God because people, people did not attend to their issues. They backslide. They say, I won't serve God again. Because they have not seen God before. They only believed. And if people who say their God is real around them don't appear real in their difficult times, then that God is not real because I know that God is real by the realness of the people. Hey! <laughs> you don't have privacy again. No privacy. Let me kick you one more time. Hey. 
So you will attend funerals. We are burying nobody here. But people, their grandmothers will die. Their fathers will die. Their mothers will die after a long and old age. Okay, 85, 90, they will die. When they die, it doesn't matter. Even if somebody who is a 200 dies and is somebody's mother. Monkey no fine. Mama no like him. Ah, what are you talking about? So my mother was 200, so that's why when he dies, he must not pain me. He pains me and I need support. Like someone whose mother died at 830. People lose their husbands. People lose wives. People lose jobs. They stay in the house and they feel very depressed. Because nobody attend to them. Very quickly, Luke 4, 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Which person first? He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. Poor, broken hearted. Jesus said, I'm coming to address all these people. The anointing is to address all these people. Poor people, broken hearted people, people who have demonic things in their life. To preach deliverance to captives. Don't leave the blind alone. They can't find their way. You are their way. Hey! Some people smile in church. They laugh in church because they have to keep on moving in life. But there is a waterfall pouring in them all the time. They wake up in the morning. Ah, I lost my husband. People get confused. In our church in UK, um, a man, very nice man, healthy man, just this past week, he was on the prayer line in the morning. He went to work. You couldn't climb up. By the time they got to the hospital, kaput, finish. Five children. With a wife. The bishop was with me. I was talking. He said, the wife called. You know, the thing has not settled yet. And he told the bishop, he said, bishop, I'm confused. He's confused. So the midweek service, the Tuesday, they did the service in their home. So that church members could be around the woman. Uh, you know, when you hear about it's like, oh, be everyone will die. So, what is it? If somebody has died, what is it? Hey! You are Superman, Papa. Superwoman. Uh, let me see if you are flesh and blood. Test somebody. See, are you flesh and blood? Test them. I want to know whether you are iron lady, iron man. Hey! You don't have feelings for anybody. No emotional sympathy is like, <laughs> hey, hey. Hard body. You say things not to comfort people. It's like your mom died, your dad died. So if somebody's mom dies, so is it news? It's not normal. When I tell you my mom died, my mom died when I was 10 years. You know how old I am now? It has taken me how many years now to be, to be well? Somebody has started being sick from the loss of somebody. He said they should be as well as you are. You have taken decades to be healed in your emotions and you are forcing somebody to be healed instantly. And it is not every soul that heals instantly. Some you see that the skin has covered it, but there's still something inside. I'm telling you that the real deal that the spirit of the Lord is in you as a church member, as a born again Christian, is that you have your bowels of mercy. Okay? To extend some level of not even sympathy, empathy towards people. When they are grieving, 
they are in trouble. People have losses. Somebody loses a job and it's like, it, you would think he's crying because of he or she. But it's, many people are going to die. Oh. Many people are going to die. He's already thinking about the genocide. It's like the whole clan is going to be cleansed into the grave by he or she losing the job. So quickly you have to be around the person. We cannot turn our backs on people if we want to interact. Recently, one guy almost committed suicide in around this area. Until some brethren went around. When he saw them, I said, you people have disturbed me. He would have, would have landed in the grave. But by people going around, he had hope and then the next day, no, he had a call for a big job. He wanted to die because he doesn't have a job. The next day, no, that is, no, it's not even the next day, in the evening. But did, did an angel come to save him? No. Human beings, they run. I was like, I caught people, I yes, this person wants to kill himself. Oh, go. They left everything they were doing and they went, went. He was blocking everybody. They went to the house. Then when they went, he was sitting there. He was, yeah, he has made his plans. <laughs> Ready to go. We are saying, there's no joy in this world. I'm gone. They stayed there. He was very hostile to them, but they were there. They were there until he became, the thing started cooling down. Now he came to normal. What am I saying? Satan wanted to kill this guy. But it took men to stand in the gap between life and death. And in the evening, God's plan came alive. But without men, it would have been wasted. And I'm sure the company would have still called and the line would have been picked by somebody saying, that, I'm sorry, he just died today. Because nobody was there. Why, why do we do this? It's like you're always praying for your children, praying for this, praying for you. You don't care about anybody. We should care about people. We encourage interaction in the church by encouraging church members to marry among themselves. Yes. To do what? Marry. Marry among each other. I encourage you to marry in the church. Marriage in the church solidifies our bonding. Keeps us together and we can grow together. Marry in the church. It's church cement. It's powerful and I want to give you, listen to me, let me give you a biblical reason why you should marry a Christian in the first place. Christian. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 and then verse 16. Watch this very carefully. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. It's a no-go area. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? Unbeliever is darkness. Believer is light. There must not be marital 
fellowship, yoking, covenant. Don't try to marry an unbeliever. Some of you pick some things and decorate them and come and show me. Zero. Watch this thing. Watch verse 16. Watch it. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? How many of you remember the Bible say you are the temple of God? Hello? So which people is, is the Bible referring to as idols? Eh? There is, this is right, this is left. This is temple of God. This is temple of idols. Which people are the idols? My love is there, leave me alone. For ye are the temple of the living God. Did I write it? So if you are the temple of the living God, the unbeliever, which temple is he or she? Now let's come home. It's like, you know, when we talk English. Come down. You are the temple of the living God. What temple are they? He said, as God has said, I will dwell in them. So who is dwelling in you? Oh, you see, people don't talk to me. <laughs> I feel very sad. Who is dwelling in you? Is it not God? No. Who is dwelling in them? Is it God? No. Oh. I will dwell it. Look, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Listen to me. It doesn't matter. If my father is not born again, it is not the Holy Spirit in him, even though he's my father. That is the Bible. That's the truth. And if I don't pray for God to touch him or her, when that one dies, it will go to where? Hell. I'll be beating around the bush. It's like, oh no, your family. There's no uniqueness anywhere. Watch the Bible. I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. So God says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Do not do that. Marry a believer. So we have to encourage you to marry from the church. Or marry a believer from a good church. And what? Sometimes in a team, eh, we groom the players from the academy. From inside. Sometimes we buy good players from other places. Yes. Yes. We buy them. It's just Now you are my you. You are no longer Real Madrid. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you have some quality, godly-minded person from Lighthouse, you know, bah, Pentecost, but make sure you bring them here. Make sure you bring them where? You need to do ministry. Because here you will do ministry. You will do what? Ministry. You will not be walking and wasting uh, by the time we know you are in the lodge. Leave me, let me talk. This one, if we had not been here, it would have been in the lodge. The way he lies power, no? But thankfully, yeah. So if you're a lady, then they are carrying you away. Are you robber on the sea? A sign that you have some treasure in your femininity is that you're able to hold the head of the guy like Delilah did to Samson. And bring the guy here.
carry them as a sheep led to the what? The slaughter. Why should we not marry an unbeliever? Abraham said, go to my father's house in my country and marry for my son Isaac. Don't marry from here. One of the reasons why Esau lost his birthright is that he married strange women. And it was a grief to the mother and the father. He lost it. But even a more important reason why you should not marry an unbeliever is Malachi 2.15. Watch this. If you're a parent here, never forget this part of the message. You have to help your children. Don't say the boy has, is a pilot, is this. It's a pilot without Christ is, is a, it's in the sea. <laughs> if you look at academic discipline, look for their faith. Malachi 2.15. And did not he make one? Yet had he the residue of the spirit. And wherefore one? That he might seek a godly seed. He might seek what? He might seek a, and look at what the godly seed is connected to. He might seek a godly seed. Therefore take heed to your spirit. And let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. So here we are talking about marriage. As you are a believer, you marry a believer, especially if it's from the church or the better. God is trying to raise godly seed from the union. Corinthians says that you are the house of God, they are the house of the devil. How can a godly seed be raised from that combination? It's not possible. The godly seed can only be raised between godly man and godly woman. Now that you know, we marry because we want to produce godly seeds. God is trying to do that. Praise the Lord. It's a pastor, pastor, pastor. My beloved, you know, is a, a footballer can be born again. Kaka was born again. A lot of footballers are born again. That somebody is doing sport does not mean the person should go to hell. Is it by force? It's like all sport people are going to hell. No. If you know Christ, you know Christ. So marry from the church. He says, uh, 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 you're a young man. You have a good job. You are born again. You are not married at this level. With a kind of chemical reaction in you. You are too choosy. Too choosy. It's like the girl you want to marry outside. Does she have three breasts? It's the reason why you are not married. Sister, it's the reason why you are not married. Open your eyes. Every time you are looking for a sugar daddy, a sugar daddy, look for your level. Look for what is your own level. Look for your level. It's not helping the interaction. So when the guy is coming around, you know, hmm, hmm, hmm. Too picky, too juicy. See brothers and sisters praying in tongues. Praying, praying, praying. Wasting people's prayers. Look, the end of all flesh is the same. I want this. I want that. It's like what you want to you know. It's out of this world. You are mysterious, so What are you looking for? Are you looking for a woman whose mouth is by the ribs? What are you looking for? You are looking for a man. What kind of man are you looking for? 
a man are you looking for? You have bounced four guys a year. In one year. You and it's not like they are useless boys. So. Nice, blessed, godly. Every quarter you bounce one. If you are a lady, you jump here, you jump here, you are a guy, you jump here, you are a guy, you jump here, you jump here, you jump here. Even if you are married, you need this message. You need it. How do you two tie your sons and daughters into marriage? You think I don't need it? You think you will remain like this forever? You should know the borderlines. Today you are here and say, fine, pastor. This pastor is a very good pastor. Do you know how I was before my wife married me? I was looking like somebody going somewhere, but I didn't have anything. But at least, you took the boy there, foolish boy. You don't want to look like you are going somewhere. No school, no job, no nothing. You are just there, come and marry me. Are you allowed to be carried? Show us the way. Show us. I'm taking care of my wife. You, you should, don't marry a woman thinking the woman will come and take care of you. We, we encourage interaction by encouraging marrying in the church. That's why he can't be the wife. God forbid. He, tell, he, he be the wife. Oh, even if it's 12 midnight, I will appear in the house. What are you talking? You beat your wife? Are you an animal? You beat the wife. His wife calls me, he's crying, Daddy, did you do talk? <laughs> Not about when you marry a man who doesn't respect pastoral um, authority and all of it. say, my boy, you're a stupid pastor. Go and tell your stupid pastor. You are dead. Because you, your father, no, he doesn't respect your father because he remits your father every month some 200 Ghana. Your mother, like that, so he's in charge, breadwinner. Marriages in church, they work. They do what? They work. People have sane mind, sane sanity is very high. It's in church that you know that when you are married, you are married. You don't be chasing here and there like that, like that, because it's not a godly way. Everybody will be looking in their pathway. Maybe they will come, 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 come in church. You know that word. Sit down. Sit. Sit on your marriage. Why should you not marry a strange person? If he's not a born again believer, he's a strange person. Look at 1 Kings 11, verse 1. Some of the people you are marrying, they already are Sakawa people. Any one of you want to marry somebody from abroad? Listen to me. Make sure that the person is born again and the person's background is traceable. Some people are brought, people come and do shakara, carry you away. Are there no women abroad? I will ask you, why didn't you marry in that UK? Are there no women there? You say, okay, you want to marry here. I want to talk to your pastor. Some of them will tell you, I don't go to church. Uh, why didn't you marry from the club? You're coming to marry from the church. So you want to secure yourself. Are we secured with you? But some of you, you know, from the village you come from, when you hear somebody is from abroad, you know, your head spoil. We are also abroad, let me tell you. Yes. 
Are we not abroad? First Kings eleven one. But King Solomon loved many strange women, and there are guys here like that. Strange women. You like strange women. You see this one. You know that. And because you don't have that kind of thing in the church, you have refused to marry. But King Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughter of Pharaoh. <laughs> okay. So low. He deformed together with the daughter of Pharaoh. That's one. Women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, and Hittites. Now, when you read the Bible, all these names, are they friends of God? Verse 2. So, people who are not in covenant with God, God calls them strange. Of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel. God had already spoken. Ye shall not go in to them. God has spoken. Don't go in. Don't marry them. Neither shall they come in unto you. For surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love. It's like, God, I don't care what you think of. Once I'm in love with an Egyptian, I'll marry her. Moabite, Zidonian, I had 300 wives, 700 concubines. And the strange women turn, you see, when you marry a strange woman, a strange man, when there is a challenge, they will tell you what they know. Works. They will tell you what they know works. Is that not so? I'll tell you what they know works. And they will introduce you to their idols. He said, oh, my guy is from America. He's a military guy. So, are there no military guys here? He's a medical doctor. So, are there no medical people here? What is there that is not here? I'm not saying don't marry from abroad. I'm just telling you that that mentality that no one here fits your bill. No, It's a problem. It's a big problem. And you go ah, and then you bring the person when we are doing your wedding to when we see the person to ah, there is nothing to be ah. Ah, we are what it is, ah. and he has 700 wives Solomon they turn his heart to strange out of 700 wives princesses and 300 concubines and his wives turned away his heart. That's something I want you to keep. Don't forget. The strange women, strange men will turn away your heart from God. Don't marry them. Marry a child of God. Possible? Marry from the church. By the time you know you are in the shrine. Or you are doing some things, Miss Chabi. Or they are mixing something. One guy here, he wanted to marry a Muslim. Very professional lady. I said, no. 
It can't happen. So he told the girl, it can't happen. And the girl, do I, do I dribble him? Uh... By the time I saw I can't find, I couldn't find a guy. The guy cut himself off. The girl did, I am married. That thing they have been mixing for the guy. He now says he wants to come for deliverance. I say, you will go and look for my, um, my carbon copy to deliver you. Now he can't even marry the girl properly. Because they are saying he should cross. And he says, I, I can't cross. And now the girl cornered and they have a child. And the, the war, the war. And I know he can't marry any woman. The girl's brothers, they are wild. One simple counsel. Don't do this. Would have saved his life. He said, no, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. Carry your niceness. There are some elderly people amongst, our, amongst us. If they heard this message, the years you have and you are listening to this message, they would have made better decisions. But he said, no. You're still chasing that girl in your office who every weekend goes on track. So you are determined that I will marry that girl. After trekking, no. What is left with her? Everything is gone. May God have mercy. Oh. In Jesus' name. Church girls don't want church boys. Yeah, they don't. They, don't. they simply don't want. They say they are not romantic. They are not. This. It is because of you I'm doing rap your Timo. So that you know that church boys too can dance. Church boys too can jump. Church boys too can have swag. Church boys, it's not only suit and boo boo we wear. Wow. They don't want church boys. You say you, you just want rough guys. Rough. The guy must be rough. Well, boom. And then he says, it's like the guy knows things. You, do you think you only live for things? Whatever the definition of that things to you, you know I know. You know I know. But when those things, other things start coming out from those things, you know that not everything is a good thing. Hey! You need a godly brother. You need a godly sister. Solomon. For it came to pass, when Solomon was old, watch this, that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. Verse 5. I, I know you understand. For Solomon went after Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and went not fully after the Lord as did David his father. We are going all the way to 11. Then did Solomon build an high place for Chemosh, the abomination of the Moab. Have you found out that every wife he married from every day is building shrines for their gods? In the hill that is before Jerusalem and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And likewise did he for all his strange wives which bent incense and sacrificed unto their gods. 
Don't marry them. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. How many times? Twice. And had commanded him concerning this thing. That he should not go after other gods. But he kept not that which the Lord commanded. And look at verse 11. I love this. Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon. Your end has come. For as much as this is done of thee. And thou hast not kept my covenant and my status. Which I have commanded thee. I will surely rend the kingdom from thee. And will give it to thy servant. A man who met God received wisdom from God still missed it, entered into idolatry because of strange partners. Don't underestimate the power of a strange woman, a strange man. Marry a believer and marry from the church. If you are marrying anybody, make sure the person is a believer. And there is great testament to the character and the godliness of that person from wherever he's coming from. Praise the Lord. Or no matter your encounters with God, strange women, strange men will take you to the devil. He met God face to face. God gave him wisdom. Strange women overruled the wisdom. God told him, because your heart has feared me. Now, strange women made him lose his fear for God. And he lost the kingdom to his servant. Strange. There are things stronger than what God has said. Oh. Strange women are one. Strange men are one. Hello? Hello? Is it, is it a good counsel today? Strange. You're a parent here. Don't allow. Don't allow. You are yet to marry. Don't, no matter how when you see them, something starts jumping inside you. Don't go for it. It will make you go to hell. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-116-168. Or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, 9.30 a.m. for the second service, and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service. And on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.